now.
We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your trusty computer for live streaming, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have, of course, a whole bevy of uh, great sounds to play for you this evening on this BC Day holiday edition. And, of course, uh, it was a very busy weekend. If you were out at the Pride Parade yesterday uh, or just vacationing or just taking the weekend off, um, the weather was uh, just absolutely marvelous. And I certainly hope that you had a good time. And, of course, uh, holiday Mondays are, of course, for coming home or simply... uh, taking the day off and just uh, maybe relaxing after a busy weekend. So we hope that you can uh, stay with us this evening. Our jazz feature is somebody that uh, is extremely well-known, and of course we have all kinds of music to play for you right into the wee small hours of the morning. We're here usually, um, or more than uh, three hours, every Monday evening. Starting now, so our jazz feature this evening is probably one of the best-known saxophone players in the history of jazz. No, I'm not talking about Sonny Rollins, I'm not talking about John Coltrane, but I am talking about one of John Coltrane's dearest friends, and that was Stan Getz, the great Stan Getz. He was known in the 1950s as The Sound. And of course, um, I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of biographical information about Stan Getz. It's uh, easily available, and uh, you can peruse that on uh, Wikipedia or or, uh, on the internet, all kinds of bios about Stan. A most interesting person, and of course, one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone. This particular recording is rather special, and the band is rather special as well. Getz, of course, was very lucky with his career Uh, during the 50s. He was really the voice of the tenor saxophone. And um, in the late 1950s, he, uh, after a a very successful um, decade, really, Uh, he decided to depart for Europe. And he was in Europe for several years and returned in the early 60s to the United States and found himself to be yesterday's man because by 1960, the two most prominent voices of the tenor saxophone were obviously John Coltrane and Sonny Rollins. And people were saying, well, who's Stan Getz? Who's that? 
very funny, but uh, Getz was treated even with a certain amount of hostility when he started working gigs um, in New York City. And his playing, of course, was absolutely superb. And it prompted John Coltrane to utter one of his most famous quotes about Stan. He said, if we could, we all, we would all love to sound like Stan Getz, if only we could. And Coltrane said that um, to a whole group of people. And uh, um, it was quite something coming from the mouth of John Coltrane, praising Stan Getz. And Stan made a recording. Uh, actually, it was a revolutionary recording with strings. Nothing like this had ever been attempted before, and it was um, Stan uh, improvising over a whole bunch of string uh, arrangements. And it wasn't your average uh, strings, violins, playing sweet music in the background. It was very challenging music written by a gentleman named Eddie Sauter. And they put this on an album, and it was called Focus. And, of course, uh, Stan always thought of this as one of the highest pinnacles of his um, career. And plans were made to take the whole string section uh, um, and tour throughout the country. You could always pick up a string section in um, various big cities because they had symphony orchestras um, and, and play the music. But uh, it never happened, unfortunately. But what did save Stan's career was an album that he did with guitarist Charlie Bird, and it was called Jazz Samba. And Charlie had been to Brazil and studied um, and, and learned and absorbed Brazilian music, specifically a new kind of Brazilian music that had not really made any entrance in North America, and that was the bossa nova, which was kind of a gentle, sensuous, rhythmic concept uh, of music. And um, Charlie Bird, the guitarist, combined with the sound and the concept of Stan Getz made this marvelous record called Jazz Samba. And it was put out very quickly, and, and bang, it was a hit record. And that, for the next few years, really saved the career of Stan Getz because he continued to play that kind of music. The Brazilians loved it. Other people had tried to... Um, do bossa nova music, and the Brazilians just simply turned their noses up. But when they heard Stan Getz, he took to that music like a fish takes to water. And, of course, uh, that uh, literally saved Stan's career. And, of course, uh, that, that particular recording remains to this day one of the best-selling recordings. So that's kind of the, the background of uh, our jazz feature, of course, there were more uh, recordings of the bossa nova with uh, João Gilberto, with Luis Bonfa, uh, and even a big band bossa nova album with uh, arrangements by Gary McFarland. 
Now, Stan had a band together with, uh, with different people. It was a quartet. He toured with a quartet. And he also hooked up with Joe Gilberto's, uh, Gilberto's ex-wife, Astrid. And, of course, um, they had a huge hit, a huge hit with the girl from Ipanema. And that, uh, that whole thing just kept the whole bossa nova thing going. So Stan toured the country all over the place, uh, North America, with uh, his quartet and Astrid Gilberto. They even came to Vancouver in the mid-'60s and played at Izzy's Supper Club, which was located down in the 1100 block West Georgia Street. This very same band uh, that we're going to hear this evening with Astro Gilberto, and um, the place was packed every night uh, with fans from Vancouver, and people came from all over to hear Stan uh, Astrid. And, of course, um, during the time, um, a lot of the tunes, of course, with Astrid would be uh, bossa nova-style tunes, and, and the band would be playing in that style. But uh, uh, during a set, there would always be a couple of straight-ahead numbers where the quartet would uh, and Stan would get a chance to really play out and play some straight-ahead jazz. And, of course, that, was, uh, that thrilled everybody as well. Stan really wanted to do that. He didn't want to be pigeonholed. And after his engagement uh, in Canada with this same band that we're going to hear, he took it into a studio in the States, uh, in New York City, and recorded uh, this album that we're going to hear. Um, and it uh, was never issued, unfortunately, because uh, the powers that be thought, well, they want to keep the bossa nova thing going. This is, this is a straight-ahead album, um, and it, it got shelved. And it was never issued until three years after Stan died. And uh, this is the album we're going to hear. Now, this is the very same band without Astrid Gilberto that came to Vancouver uh, in the mid-60s that I was talking about. So we're going to hear Stan on tenor saxophone, of course, with Gary Burton on Vibes. Now, very few people had ever heard of Gary Burton before. He was just beginning his career. And, of course, uh, he um, offered... Uh, it was a very unique-sounding quartet. As a matter of fact, um, when Gary Burton uh, first started with Stan, uh, they hated one another. And uh, Stan was uh, screaming and yelling and telling Gary what to do, and Gary was frustrated, and they were at total loggerheads. And then all of a sudden... Uh, their music meshed, and of course, uh, you'll hear how beautiful it meshes on this particular recording. Everything had settled down by that time, believe me. And uh, uh, Gary Burton uh, is fantastic uh, on this album. So we hear Stan Getz and Gary Burton and the great late Gene Chirico on bass and a drummer who is underrated, but he is still alive and still active. Uh, his name is Joe Hunt. And this is the band that uh, played at uh, Izzy's Supper Club in Vancouver. So this album was issued three years after Stan died. 
And the album is called Nobody Else But Me. And uh, thank God that uh, Verve Records found the tapes and issued the album because it's a damn good one. And I know you're going to enjoy it. So, once again, the personnel here, Stan Getz on tenor saxophone, Gary Burton on vibes, Gene Chirico on bass, and Joe Hunt on drums. And there are nine tunes on this album that we're going to hear. We're going to open with one of the most familiar of all tunes, the the Gershwin uh, classic, Summertime. And this is a very special arrangement by this band. The second tune is a Gary Burton original, a very tricky kind of a piece of music with a tricky title. It's called Six Nicks Quicks Flicks. That's a Gary Burton composition. Then we're going to hear one of Stan's favorite ballads, written by Jimmy Van Heusen, Johnny Burke, a tune called Here's That Rainy Day, a perfect tune for Vancouver uh, in the wintertime, that is, not now. Um, tune number four is written by Stan's friend, alto saxophonist Phil Woods, and it's dedicated to um, his wife, and it's called Waltz for a Lovely Wife. There you go. Then tune number five is a very, very interesting uh, original by Gary Burton called Out of Focus. And it kind of conjures up um, one of the movements from Stan's famous Focus album. And uh, Gary rewrote this, uh, uh, some of the uh, impressions of that. And that's why it was called Out of Focus. Tune number five. Tune number six is, is the title track written by... Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein, and it's a bouncy, wonderful tune called Nobody Else But Me. And then uh, another kind of obscure tune written by Mike Gibbs, uh, who is an arranger, composer, friend of Getz, and it's called Sweet Sorrow. And then a beautiful ballad following Sweet Sorrow by Rogers and Hart, Little Girl Blue, And the final tune is a very exciting version of Cole Porter's What Is This Thing Called Love? So that's the selection. Once again, the band, Stan Getz, tenor saxophone, Gary Burton, vibes, Gene Chirico on bass, Joe Hunt on drums, and the sound, Stan Getz. Thank you. 
Wow, what a closer, <laughs> Stan Getz. Yes, our jazz feature this evening, an album that was unfortunately never issued for a variety of reasons in Getz's lifetime. It was recorded in New York City, um, actually at Rudy Van Gelder's studio in Englewood uh, Cliffs, New Jersey, March the 4th, 1964. And... Uh, this particular quartet, as I mentioned, uh, played in Vancouver at uh, Izzy's Supper Club, which was located down on uh, West Georgia Street in the 1100 block. And they were there for a couple of weeks and, of course, packed out. And, of course, Getz was right in the middle of his bossa nova period. So he had to do a lot of that uh, kind of material, Girl from Ipanema, One Note Samba, all those tunes, of course, uh, because that uh, style of music had actually resuscitated his career. And uh, this band, of course, played all that kind of stuff, but they also did some um, straight-ahead playing as well, non-bossa nova tunes, in other words. And Getz kind of hungered for that. He didn't want to really be put, although he was absolutely um, thrilled that uh, his career had been boosted by his ability to play bossa nova music and please the Brazilians. Um, he was, at heart, a hardcore jazz guy. And uh, he wanted to do more of that. And he didn't really want to be pigeonholed. And so when he uh, took this particular band into the studio, as you heard, there were no bossa nova tunes. And, of course, there were, there were ballads and different interpretations and some original compositions and all that kind of stuff that you heard. And this is, unfortunately, the only studio recording of this unique band that uh, Getz had together, because after that he, uh, he moved on. There's some live recordings of this band, but uh, nothing quite like this. And 
Fortunately, this recording was discovered and issued, but uh, not in Stan's lifetime. He died in 1991, and this album was put out in the mid-90s. So we heard Stan Getz on tenor saxophone with Gary Burton on Vibes, who went on to become, of course, a major influence and a star in jazz, but he was just beginning his career at the time. And uh, when he was hired by Getz, nobody knew who he was. And uh, he had just graduated. Gary had just graduated from the Berklee School of Music in Boston. And uh, this was his first major gig. And when Getz hired him, they didn't get along musically. They were fighting all the time. Burton wasn't happy. Getz wasn't happy. And eventually, though, they meshed. And, of course, uh, as you heard on this album, uh, what a wonderful accompanist Gary Burton was. And uh, what a wonderful soloist, uh, one of the true individual voices of the vibes. Gene Chirico is on bass, the late, great Gene Chirico, and Joe Hunt on drums, who is uh, one of those underrated guys. He's still alive. Uh, He's playing a lot of gigs, and he's still teaching. And, of course, uh, Hunt has worked with various bands, and he was part of this band, Joe Hunt on drums. So we heard nine tunes that comprised of this album. The album uh, came out on Verve Records, and it was called Nobody Else But Me. That's the title of, uh, well, that's the title track. So in the order of appearance, we opened with Gershwin's most popular melody, I would think, Summertime, and perfectly um, is a good time to hear that tune, right? The following Summertime was a Gary Burton original, an intriguing piece of music called Six Flicks, Quicks, Flicks. Six Nicks, Quicks, Flicks. It's a tongue twister. Anyway, that's the title of uh, tune number two. Tune number three is one of Getz's favorite ballads, and that's Jimmy Van Heusen, Johnny Burke's tune, Here's That Rainy Day. Then uh, a tune by Phil Woods, the great alto saxophonist, and he wrote a tune for his, uh, his wife, and he called it simply Waltz for a Lovely Wife. Stan Getz took a liking to the tune and recorded it. So that's tune number four. Tune number five, I think, was an exciting track because it was... Uh, um, Gary Burton's impressions of uh, some of the things that Stan Getz played on his very famous Focus album. And Gary created an original composition out of it and called it Out of Focus. Tune number six was the title track, written by Kern and Hammerstein, called Nobody Else But Me. Then we heard a great uh, minor key blues written by Mike Gibbs called Sweet Sorrow. And then uh, Stan Getz, all by himself, um, through the whole tune, doing a beautiful version of Rogers and Hart's Little Girl Blue. And the final track, very exciting version of Cole Porter's What Is This Thing Called Love. And uh, Getz really blew out on that one. Stan Getz on tenor saxophone, one of the great voices of that instrument. Gary Burton on vibes, Gene Chirico on bass, and Joe Hunt on drums. Our jazz feature this evening. Certainly hope you enjoyed the music.
of the nicest bunch of guys in the music business. The one and only Stanley Getz. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or for live streaming, www.citr.ca. And we have uh, a few messages for you and we shall be back in a few moments. music for over 30 years thanks to the long-term support of the rickshaw theater discorder lives your favorite bands are playing at the rickshaw theater check out their calendar just behind the cover of discorder magazine or at rickshawtheater.com Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. I think it's time to kind of look at the weather we've been having. It's uh, quite incredible. We're having a, actually a very dry summer. There's been <laughs> very little rain. Um, it's not exactly um, ideal. Uh, I do think that we do need uh, more rain than what we have uh, not been having. But, uh, well, we love the sun, too. And uh, it's really nice. And it's going to continue. Tonight is clear, down to a low of, of about 15. Tomorrow, um, the temperature in the morning will be around 15. Then it's going to rise tomorrow to between 25 and 30, sunscreen weather. It's going to be sunny tomorrow. Then for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday... We're going to see a mix of sun and cloud with lows down to 15, highs uh, a little cooler, 24, 25, 23, 24, 25 kind of thing, um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Then Saturday, this coming Saturday, is going to be cloudy with a 40% chance of a shower. That's not, that's not very much, with a low of 15 and a high of 21. And then back to a mix of sun and cloud for Sunday, with a low of 15 and a high of 22. So there you be. That's the weather picture for the week. So get out and enjoy it.
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. One of the most unique singers was a lady named Jean Lee. She passed away a little while ago. I remember meeting Jean um, many years ago. She was performing in San Francisco. I had never met her before, but uh, uh, I walked into this. Uh, it was this club. It was a well. It was a very small kind of a hole in the wall, and it was just. It was in San Francisco, and it was just down the block from uh, the jazz workshop where I had been, and I was taking some air. And I thought I'd stroll down, and and uh, uh, and this club was um, a little coffee house, and Jean Lee was uh, was singing in there. Now I don't know who her accompanist was at the time. It might have even been the piano player you're going to hear on this recording, a gentleman named Rand Blake. Um, that is beyond my recall. Uh, Rand Blake is um, Caucasian. And I seem to remember that uh, the piano player that was accompanying Gene in San Francisco um, was uh, a, a black man. So who, it wasn't Rand then. <laughs> who knows? Anyway, this album is kind of a classic. And uh, um, I did have a chance to, uh, to talk to Gene. I found her very, uh, not only very attractive, but very extremely... Um, sweet and uh, very easy to talk to and such a lovely person, Um, a real and uh, just a a very genuine uh, down-to-earth person, and I really loved her voice as well. So we're going to hear Gene Lee, accompanied by Rand Blake. And uh, this is from an album that came out many years ago called uh, one of, uh, as a matter of fact, it was Gene Lee's recording debut, and it was called The Newest Sound Around. We're going to hear a few tunes from that album. The first one is a vocal version of Thelonious Monk's most famous blues, Blue Monk. So Blue Monk, sung by Gene Lee and accompanied by Rand Blake. Then we're going to hear... um, a piece of music called Seasons in the Sun, and then we're going to hear a vocal version of Summertime, and then a tune that Billie Holiday put on the map that was written by Ram Ramirez. I think Billie had a little bit of input in this tune, and of course her version is one of the most famous, but Gene Lee's version is really beautiful too. We're going to hear Lover Man, and we're going to end with uh, a tune called The Evil Blues. So here then, a few selections from the newest sound around. That was the title of the album. Come out on RCA Victor. And Gene Lee and pianist Ran Blake. Here's Blue Monk.
Bombs, nerves, and taxes. I know just what might relax us. There's a sunny strip of beach, and it isn't hard to reach. We could share such warm embraces. 
Watching out for sunburned places Lying there upon the sand Cold martini close at hand If you're feeling run down I prescribe some fun Come with me for a season Season in the sun making my plans I know you're the one so come with me for a season season in the sun when you plan your holiday hope you think of me I'm the girl to take along so love you out of me I have a swimsuit from France Guaranteed to stun if not much more than a fig leaf for season in the sun. Don't bother to pack, just grab your shirt and run and come with me for a season, season in the sun. Don't bring any friends, though they may be fun, just you and I. By the ocean, season in the sun. Let the others try vermouth and the gin, a handy seltzer, coconut oil and lanolin for rubbing backs and elsewhere. Please don't forget the dream we spun, just you and I by the ocean, season.
give my soul just to call you my own got a moon above me got no That the thrill of romance can be a heavenly dream. I go to bed with the prayer that you make love. Ooh. 
heard it said that the thrill of romance can be a heavenly dream. I go to bed with the prayer that you Woke up this morning, feeling mighty bad. Baby, say good morning. Hell, it made me mad because I'm evil. Downright evil. Evil as a gal can be. Made me some breakfast. Brought it to my bed, took a sip of coffee, threw the cup at his head, cause I'm Shabba, do you? Have a good 
From a wonderful album called The Newest Sound Around. That was recorded way back when, and it was the debut of Gene Lee, a very unique vocalist. And she was accompanied here by Rand Blake on piano. And uh, if you heard a bass, on a couple of tunes, it was the great George Duvivier, the newest sound around. And, of course, um, Gene's unique interpretations of uh, a few um, different tunes. The first one was Blue Monk, written, of course, by Thelonious Monk. The second uh, tune was written by Tom Wald and Fran Landisman called Season in the Sun. And then we heard Gene's version of the George Gershwin classic, Summertime. And then following that, we heard Lover Man. And that's a tune written by Ram Ramirez and, of course, made famous by Billie Holiday. And Gene's version was very, very different from Billie's. And uh, the final tune was entitled Evil Blues. And, of course, we got a, a little bit of scat singing as well from, from Gene. Gene Lee and Rand Blake, and on a couple of tunes accompanied by bassist George Duvivier. I hope you enjoyed that unique sound of Gene Lee and Rand Blake. We're going to uh, go back to some early modern jazz. And these are some of the earliest recordings with a young saxophone player. He was only 19 at the time. His name may be familiar to a few of you. His name is Sonny Rollins. And uh, all of this was recorded um, in 1949. And it's uh, quite wonderful examples of modern jazz. And it also features Sonny's... um, two of Sonny's first recorded compositions. Now, the band is led by one of Sonny's mentors, the great trombonist J.J. Johnson, and he picked uh, young Sonny to uh, perform on this uh, recording date, which came out on uh, Savoy Records. On piano, the reliable, wonderful John Lewis, who went on to lead, of course, the Modern Jazz Quartet from Kansas City, Wonderful bass player, Gene Ramey. And on drums, one of my favorites is the great Shadow Wilson. So that's the band, J.J. Johnson, Sonny Rollins, John Lewis, Gene Ramey, Shadow Wilson. And we're going to hear the, uh, the four tunes um, that were recorded on this uh, particular record date, May 11th, 1949. So the first tune is called Autobahn, and that was the very first composition ever recorded by Sonny Rollins. 
And we're going to hear a standard tune. J.J. Uh, Johnson arranged um, the, this composition. And, of course, it's the standard tune called Don't Blame Me. Then we're going to hear the second Sonny Rollins original, and it's called Goof Square. And the final tune is written by J.J. Johnson, and it's called B.J. So here, then, the J.J. Johnson quintet featuring a very young Sonny Rollins. And we begin with Autobahn. Thank you. 
Yeah, some early modern jazz, and one of the earliest recordings that Sonny Rollins ever appeared on. This was recorded in 1949 in May, and it also featured the debut of um, two Sonny Rollins compositions. And uh, Sonny was only 19 uh, on this particular record date, and it was led by the great trombonist J.J. Johnson, one of the pioneers of modern jazz and one of the pioneers of his instrument, the trombone. And, of course, Sonny on tenor saxophone, John Lewis on piano, Gene Ramey on bass, and the great Shadow Wilson on drums. And we heard four tunes which made up this uh, date the first one was uh, Sonny's first recorded composition called Autobahn, and that was uh, dedicated to uh, actually a ballroom in, in Harlem um, called the Autobahn Ballroom, and of course a lot of people performed there, including Sonny Rollins. So that was uh, the reason for that title, Autobahn. The second tune was a standard tune, J.J. Johnson's arrangement of the old standard, Don't Blame Me, which was... Um, brought into modern jazz, actually, by Charlie Parker. And this was J.J.'s version of it. Uh, tune number three was uh, Rollins, Sonny Rollins' second uh, composition of the date, and uh, he called it Goof Square. And the final tune was J.J. Johnson's composition entitled B.J. J.J. Johnson on trombone, Sonny Rollins, tenor saxophone, John Lewis piano, Gene Ramey bass, Shadow Wilson on drums. And we're going to take a brief break and tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. Or, of course, for live streaming, CITR.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, I'd just like to remind you of a couple of very important websites I'm sure you've heard me say this before if you're a listener to this show. But it's always good to remind people that uh, there are websites out there that uh, you can access what's going on in jazz music right here in Vancouver. And we've got some of the most marvelous musicians around. And many of them perform at uh, Frankie's, which, of course, uh, is programmed by Corey Weeds and backed by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And that, Frankie's, of course, is down on Beatty Street. And so many fine musicians have played at Frankie's. 
And if you get onto the Coastal Jazz website, which is coastaljazz.ca, you can access uh, all the events that are going to be happening at Frankie's uh, on that website, as well as concerts that are produced by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And, of course, those are the very fine people that bring you the Big Jazz Festival every year. Another fine website besides coastaljazz.ca is vancouverjazz.com. So I always encourage people to go on either of those websites, coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com, and you'll get a comprehensive picture of uh, the jazz scene here in Vancouver. Lots of interesting links on both of those um, sites as well. And I always like to mention Pat's Pub, which, of course, is located in the historic Patricia Hotel in Vancouver's downtown east side. And very comfortable venue for jazz. They have jazz there every Saturday afternoon. And some of our finest musicians perform there every Saturday afternoon. There's no admission charge. Uh, and you can sit and relax. Uh, it's most economical, <laughs> to say the least. And you can have a cup of coffee, a beer, whatever you want, uh, but there's never a cover charge. And uh, it's from 3 to 7 every Saturday. And if you get there early, uh, you can find yourself a good uh, uh, position in the room um, because it gets very packed out there. It's uh, Lots of people go down every Saturday make it part of their uh, routine. So check out... Uh, all the good music at Pat's Pub every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7 in the historic Patricia Hotel. We uh, would like to mention a couple of other things, and we'll be back with some more music by one of the masters, John Coltrane, in a very few moments. Beach Shakespeare Festival's 30th season is running now until September 21st. It's housed in two modern theater tents and situated on the spectacular waterfront setting of Vancouver's Vanier Park. On the BMO main stage is Taming of the Shrew, a hilarious runaway hit inspired by Bard's 2007 Wild West production. This plays in repertory with the Elizabethan-era romantic comedy Shakespeare in Love. On the Howard family stage, there are two new innovative productions. Shakespeare's All's Well That Ends Well, set in India in the 1940s, and Coriolanus, a no-holds-barred political tragedy filled with resonance for our time. For tickets and information, visit bardonthebeach.org. Welcome to UBC Theatre and Film's 2019-2020 season, a season subscription filled with passion and power. The shows this year are Beckett 19, or Some Such Semblance, by Samuel Beckett, directed by Gerald Vanderwood. Timothy Finley's The Wars, adapted by Dennis Garnham, directed by Lois Anderson. The Changeling, by Thomas Middleton and William Rowley, directed by Luciana Silvestre Fernandez. Old Stock, a refugee love story, created by Hannah Moscovich, Christian Berry, and Ben Kaplan. 
a Push Festival co-production. And finally, Revolt She Said, Revolt Again by Alice Birch, directed by Sloane Thompson. Advantages to subscribing? You enjoy the Push International Performing Arts Festival show at a considerable discount. You get naked cinema for free, half price, prepaid parking, consistent and cheaper seats. Consider booking for opening nights and join us for the reception. For more information and to subscribe, visit us at theaterfilm.ubc.ca. All right. We're back with the classic quartet led by the one and only John Coltrane. This particular performance really indicates the power of this quartet in the recording studio. And uh, this particular piece of music just uh, astounded um, everybody when it was first released. It was recorded in uh, uh, 1962, and it was released on a, a recording called Simply Coltrane with a blue cover on Impulse Records. And this was the opening track, and of course it's uh, absolutely astounding. It's a standard tune, but it's uh, reconstituted by John Coltrane and rearranged um, for his purposes. And uh, it's a tune called Out of This World. And uh, it's uh, an incredible performance. It's actually written by Harold Arland and Johnny Mercer. Um, but Coltrane takes the tune and uses it for his own purposes. And, of course, we hear John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, McCoy Tyner on piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and some incredible drumming by the one and only Elvin Jones. So here, then, Out of This World.
We heard three tunes by John Coltrane and the classic quartet, and in one case, the classic trio. <laughs> All right. The first tune, of course, was the most one of the most uh, astounding versions of a Harold Arlen tune called Out of This World. And, of course, that was a masterpiece by the uh, classic quartet um, where they managed to really get that same energy than, that they got going in um, nightclub and concert performances right in the optimum confines of the recording studio. So we heard a lengthy version of Out of This World with, uh, of course, John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, McCoy Tyner at the piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. Second tune was, of course, um, a relatively short version of John Coltrane's composition, Impressions. And uh, that was with the the full quartet. And the final tune was a, a, a little blues tune that he put together called Up Against the Wall. And that um, was done without uh, the piano. So that was just with uh, Jimmy Garrison on bass and Elvin Jones on drums. So we heard Out of This World, Impressions, and Up Against the Wall with John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, the one and only. All of this stuff was recorded uh, on a couple of recording sessions in 1962. We're going to turn now to... uh, some intimate jazz that was actually recorded in a living room in New York City. And it was George Shearing's living room, the great pianist, the great late George Shearing, and his favorite bass player, one of my good friends, was born in Powell River, and, of course, uh, lives in Toronto right now. And he's responsible for engineering this recording and also responsible for playing bass with George Shearing. And that's Don Thompson, one of the great living masters of jazz, is Don Thompson. And so here, then, George Shearing at the piano, Don Thompson on bass, and three tunes recorded in George Shearing's living room from a wonderful album called simply George Shearing at Home. And the first tune we're going to hear is a standard tune called That Old Devil Called Love. The second tune was written by alto saxophonist Lee Konitz, and it's called Subconscious Lee. And the final tune is a Victor Young tune, a favorite of uh, many musicians, the tune Beautiful Love. So here then, three tunes with George Shearing at the piano and Don Thompson on bass.
We heard three tunes. 
recorded in the home of the late George Shearing um, in New York City. Of course, the great uh, British-born pianist who uh, was born without sight and, uh, of course, was one of the geniuses of uh, piano. He uh, has influenced all kinds of uh, uh, people like Bill Evans and and, uh, Keith Jarrett and all kinds of folks. George Shearing was uh, truly uh, had a touch of genius at the piano. And we heard him here um, mostly with uh, his favorite bass player. He's one of my dear friends who lives in Toronto, bassist Don Thompson. And, of course, Don was a big part of uh, uh, the early Vancouver music scene before he uh, moved south and then to Toronto, where he's lived for so many years. But Don was originally from Powell River, and uh, uh, amazing bass player and a multi-instrumentalist. He's a wonderful piano player, bassist, drummer, uh, just about any other instrument, and uh, one of the geniuses of jazz. Two of them here, George Shearing and Don Thompson. So the first tune we heard is an old standard called That Old Devil Called Love, Second tune was uh, a tune written by Lee Konitz, the great alto saxophonist, and uh, he called it Subconscious Lee. And the final tune was a solo piano effort by Mr. Shearing, and it was the beautiful Victor Young song called Beautiful Love. George Shearing, At Home. You are listening to the Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9, or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're going to turn our attention now to Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, as they sounded in November of 1959 in Copenhagen. And... This band included a very young Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, one of the geniuses of the trumpet, Lee Morgan, who was scarcely out of his teens, on piano, Walter Davis, Jr. On bass, Jimmy Merritt, and of course on drums, the mighty fire stoker, Art Blakey. And this is a composition by Lee Morgan entitled The Midget.
That was a piece of music called The Midget, and that was written by Lee Morgan, who, of course, was a member of the Jazz Messengers at that time. Lee Morgan was scarcely out of his teens when this was recorded in Copenhagen in November of 1959. Lee Morgan on trumpet, who composed that tune, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, who was the musical director of the Jazz Messengers at the time, and he had just joined, uh, Walter Davis Jr. at the piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass, and of course the mighty Art Blakey on drums, and that was called The Midget, written by Lee Morgan. We're going to turn now to Charles Mingus and a band that he had, uh, this was the Jazz Workshop, the Mingus Jazz Workshop, um, in 1957. And it comprised of the legendary Clarence Shaw on trumpet, Jimmy Nepper on trombone, Shafi Hadi on tenor saxophone, Bill Triglia at the piano, Charles Mingus, of course, leading the band on bass, and Danny Richmond on drums. And we're going to hear a version of a composition um, that's based on a composition by Dizzy Gillespie, and uh, hence the title. And uh, But it's Charles Mingus's composition, and he calls it Dizzy Moods. So here, then, is the Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop. Thank you. 
maybe.
the intriguing music of Charles Mingus and the Jazz Workshop. These were alternate takes from his famous album, Tijuana Moods. And we heard in the band Jimmy Nepper on trombone, Clarence Shaw on trumpet, Shafi Hadi on both alto and tenor saxophone, and Bill Triglia on piano, Danny Richmond on drums, and of course, Charles Mingus on bass, who composed both of those tunes. The first one was called Dizzy Moods, based on a composition by Dizzy Gillespie. And the second tune was called Tijuana Gift Shop, both compositions by, of course, Charles Mingus and his music. All of this was recorded in August of 1957. And so ends... uh, another edition of The Jazz Show from CITR. My name's Gavin Walker, and I hope you've enjoyed some of the music this evening. And if you were with us for uh, um, a bit of the time, great. If you were here all of the evening, wonderful. And we hope that you can join us again uh, next week. We start at 9 p.m. and carry on till uh, well, after midnight. So take care, enjoy the good weather, and enjoy what uh, is left, quite a bit of it is left, of the month of August. And it should be a lot of fun. So we'll see you next week on another edition of The Jazz Show. Bye for now. Thank you.